You're listening to The Open Up Podcast. I'm Mary Nelsella, and I'm sitting down with dentists, dental students, and pre-dents to find out what it takes to become a dentist. Mary Nelligan, um, how is the day? You know exactly how the day I went. Did. It could have gone better, that's for sure. I, I was so excited for this leading up to today. And then after 3 p.m., I just tanked. But that's kind of how life mm-hmm. is going. <laughs> that is a great metaphor for how life has been going. Yeah. So how are you staying afloat? I am treading water nonstop. That's how I'm staying afloat. I feel like I'm just this far under, this far, like above the water. I'm um, with you. 12 weeks of consecutive exams. And we're just going straight. That makes me want to vomit. I know. And then so, I scheduled my boards for mid-June. Did you? Like an idiot. Why an idiot? That's I a did. good thing. Uh, because I wish I just already had them done. Like, I wish I had the mindset to take them early, like you guys did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but-, but I was all for the one test thing, like one and done. Each has its that was my mindset. Mm-hmm. And it was harsh. Like, right after finals, D2 year, I started studying for part one. And I didn't have a break. And then winter, I didn't have a break. Yeah. That, you know, that's not attractive. I w- probably wouldn't recommend that to someone. <laughs> not cute. Basketball. No. <laughs> and now I'm just. Yeah, very- that's why. <sighs> but you probably are too. Like we're, this semester has taken its toll. And it's weird. Cause I didn't like, I did not expect this semester to be like this. Like I was kind of pumped for this semester. I was like, oh, we're at home two days a week. We're seeing patients three days a week. Like all is going to be great. And then it's been less than great. Clinically, it's been very difficult. Yeah, a lot um, out of control, which I'm not the best at. A lot of it is out of my control as far as where things are allocated. I'm trying to look on the bright side in a sense of, okay, so it's didactically heavy right now. So I guess maybe that's a plus that I don't have a ton of clinical work. And then maybe, hopefully, things will pick up when classes end. Exactly. And we can sort of flip that to that's more clinical because right now, all I do is study and stand around. Yep. And hold a suction. And hold a suction. <laughs> I am I am the best dental assistant that you will find. Actually, I'm not even that. Oh I don't even think I'm qualified for that. Are you still working? I, since COVID hit, I am not bartending anymore. Okay. I'm just doing social media as my little like side hustle job. A little bit more manageable. I make my own schedule. I'd say that's a pretty big, big task. Well, I take it, I take it to the extreme. It does not need to go. I'm doing more than I need to, but it's like what keeps me sane and I still feel productive. So I'm like. So tell me how that all came about, your social media platform. So I like to say I just get the leftovers from my sister's things. 
Like the people that like really care about her life and just come to my page for more of her. Oh my God. Uh, that's how I think it started at least. Um, and she was like, why don't you like take it more seriously as a business? Because she was seeing so much success with it. And she was like, you can definitely do that. And she knew that I never wanted it to be my full-time job. Cause I was going to dental school at that point still. Um, so it was like, a, and then also I was starting to see other dentists use social media for promotion of themselves, I guess. And I knew I didn't want dentistry to be the main part of my social media because I feel like I would be burnt out and it wouldn't be fun if I was doing dentistry on social media all the time. So for me, it was like my escape away from, cause to, I just think personally, there's a lot more to me than dental things. I need those outside things to survive. Um, I'm all for the people that like can make it their online persona as well. But for me, that is just not sustainable. It's becoming super saturated too. That. And I just don't feel like I have enough to give. Like I'm not number one in our class. I'm not great at lab work. Like I'm not, I have nothing dentistry wise to like provide to the internet that isn't already out there. You know what I mean? And I like to use it as a way of eventually promoting myself and hopefully getting patients to understand me as a person. Cause I feel like that's something a lot of practitioners maybe don't have that I can stand out is more of that outside perspective. So I don't know, but it started there. And then my first brand deal was actually in exchange for Cocoa Floss product. That was my first ever brand deal was with Cocoa Floss. So like, and I work with Janu. So I do a lot of like dental things, but I do a lot of not dental things. Sure. Tell me about so, yeah. lunch when you were a dental student. You're, you're in school with 90 of the same people every day. It kind of feels like middle school at times. It very much feels like middle school. So was there any hesitation? Tell me what was going through your head at your launch. Of what specifically? I guess of like your vlogging. Your Okay. Platform. So I actually wanted to start vlogging years ago because I've been a big YouTube fan and I just constantly was like, no. Again, I thought I had nothing to share. My days are wake up, go to school, come home, do homework, like watch TV and go to bed. So I was like, I have nothing to share. I felt like I was going to be judged hardcore. Um, so D1 year was really, really socially hard for me. I've never struggled that bad other than in middle school. Literally, I wrote in my personal statement how I was made fun of in middle school for my teeth. Like people called me Bucky and like I had troubles with friendships in middle school. And then I was like, wow, I was foreshadowing to quite literally D1 year where I then again struggled with different personalities. And I feel like I am like pretty easy to get along with, I would say. Like, I mean, I'm a very blunt person and a lot of people don't like that. But as far as like chatting basic chatting at school like I was like oh it'll be easy to make friends everybody like likes the same things it'll be great false (laughs) it was not I actually don't feel like I made a solid group of friends until like a couple weeks ago like solidified an actual group of friends until literally a couple weeks ago and we are in our third year I know you don't know that person until a couple years into being yeah And I think we finally found like a solid, genuine friend group. Yes. Because the clicks formed right away. Right away. It was 
I, I, I'm not kidding you. I felt like I was watching a movie, but it was real life. Like, and I went to a very big high school, so I didn't have that experience in high school per se. And then dental school, you're with, like you said, 93 people. And it was the most cutthroat environment I have ever witnessed in my life. And I am the type of person where I'm like, I want everyone to like succeed with me. Cause then I feel like it's more fun that way, but that was not the case with most people. Yeah. So I put off vlogging for a while and then in quarantine, I was like, wait, I don't have to see these people every day. So that is kind of where it started. At first it was the podcast. And I will say when we launched our podcast, I was nervous, but because it wasn't just me, it was like my sister and me together. I was like, I don't care as much. People still made comments at school, like jokingly, like here and there. Then I was like, okay, then that faded. Like people kind of were like, okay, yeah, she has a podcast, whatever. Like the joke stopped. And then once quarantine hit, I started thinking like, okay, one, I'm sitting at home all day. Like I need a hobby. I had no hobbies because we were so like, go, go, go with school for two years that I had literally no, nothing else to do besides watch TV. And I don't really think that's a healthy hobby all the time. And so I was like, let's just freaking try vlogging. Like, let's try it, see where it goes. And quarantine was a blessing in disguise because I got to get those like first couple, like awkward videos out without like, I'm sure people made fun of me, but I didn't have to hear it. So it didn't matter. I was able to like post them and either people didn't know or they were talking about it amongst themselves away from me. And that's fine. Out of sight, out of mind, do not care. And then now I feel like with the way even COVID still is, I only have to see the people that I really want to see. And I feel like now I don't really care. Yes. I don't know. That's a good way to put it. I remember watching your vlogs in the early stages and I was like, wow, I really relate to her. Like I feel (laughs) the same way that she does. And here I started watching them at a time where I, I guess we were home, but I was kind of dreading going back to school because I was in that same mindset of like, I don't have a solid friend group there. I don't have like, my life just isn't in Buffalo. My family's far away my friends are far away, my boyfriend's far away. And it was just like the dread of return and thinking that no one kind of felt the same way I did. And then I'm like, oh my God, wow. Like I really resonate with what Lexi's saying. Oh, I love that. I know. And it was nice to see like you are going through the same stuff I'm going through, like our boring days that It's nice to see someone bearing the same cross. I feel like before dental school, no one showed the negatives. Like everyone made it seem like it was the greatest place on earth and no one showed the downsides. And I was like, what, like, what is happening? And don't get me wrong. I'm grateful to be where I'm at. And like, I think we're all on like very privileged to be where we are, but I, that was like my main thing is I was like, I want to show the like everyday life of somebody that's in grad school and dental school like there are a lot of not great days and I feel like that was lacking on the internet so I was like let's give it a go and even now I feel like people are afraid to talk about the negatives of dental school like we're surrounded by so many like people that just bring out the fluff and I feel like it's okay to say that things are not going okay right right And it's like, you have to really, really, really like dentistry and want a career in dentistry to go through dental school. 
Yes. It is a grueling four years mm-hmm. and it's not fun. No. <laughs> I still wouldn't trade places because I'm committed to being a dentist and I've always wanted to be a dentist. Mm-hmm. But the days are quite tough and there yes. are easier ways to make money. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I don't even know if if other healthcare options would be less grueling in the school. Yeah. I kind of want to say yes, because as a dental student, you're basically in trade school. Like you're learning how to use your hands in ways you've never used them before. You are in med school. You're learning physiology, Mm -hmm. anatomy, chemistry, biochemistry. And you're also like having that clinical aspect of school where you're in a clinic Um, learning how to be a clinician. So it's demanding, it's multifaceted. And at the end of the classes, you're not necessarily done. Like D1, D2, you had a ton of lab work to do. Mm -hmm. It just felt like it was a full-time job plus another. Yes. It was a full-time job that you were paying for. (laughs) That's, I think, the hard part to remember too. Yeah. Did you ever consider medicine or another healthcare profession? So I always knew I was either going to go down one of two paths. And surprisingly for me, it was not medicine. If I wasn't going to dental school, it was going to be law school. Those were like my two interests. I was either going to be a lawyer or I was going to be a dentist. And it's always been those two things very early on. Um, And then it came down to like actually looking at the professions and the day-to-day life of the professions. And I realized... I couldn't do the cutthroat conniving part of law and like the the research constantly reading books that are, you know, X amount of years old and like that part of law. And I wanted to be more flexible with my schedule and more casual. I think that's what I liked about dentistry. It's a very casual profession. I can wear scrubs every day. I can just chat with people. Like it's a very casual profession. And so I think- that led me in that direction more than wearing a dress and heels in a law office, you know, having to address people as your honor all day and yeah. instead of just being more myself. So that's kind of what led me in that direction. But I like that. Yeah. Both two professions, like you were always interested in professional school. Mm-hmm. But yeah, for me, medicine, I just don't know. I I think it was the pressure too. Like, I feel like there's a lot of pressure on doctors more than dentists, just in like the stigma of the career. Um, And so, yeah, again, I just thought dentistry would be more fun than a physician. I like that. Do you ever struggle with like the perceived role of a female in healthcare as an, you're just assumed to be either a hygienist, if you say you're in the dental field or a nurse? It does not fail. Every single time I say I'm in dental school, men or women, whoever I'm saying it to, oh, so you're going to clean teeth or, oh, so you're going to be a hygienist. Oh, so like, it's always assumed that I mean hygienist instead of dentist. That is one thing I will say. I don't know if, I don't think I necessarily feel less than as a woman in school, because I think there's so many of us and like a lot of the top people in our class are female. So I think, and we have a lot of female faculty at UB. So I don't think I feel less than 
at school as a woman, but outside of dental school to just the common public. Yes, I agree. It is without fail. Oh, so you're going to be a hygienist. Like everyone thinks that. Mm -hmm. So yes, I will agree with that. That is. And that's compounded with the perception of dentists as not doctors. I've found, Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's a new experience because I'm in school, but whenever I'm in scrubs or you know, I go to the grocery store, someone asks me where I work. I say I'm in school to be a nurse. Like, no, nope, to be a dentist. Yeah. But I feel as if even in like the Buffalo community among other professional students, like dentists are not viewed as doctors also. So not only are you kind of assumed not to be the dentist, but even as a dentist, you're kind of assumed not to be a doctor. Or like, mm-hmm. why didn't you want to be a doctor? Yeah, I don't think people outside of dental school, like, or if you don't know a dental student, understand that we take literally almost the first year and a half is the exact same courses as the med students. Like no different. We learn about all the body systems and I don't think people realize that. And so that like idea that even, I mean, you see it in movies all the time, like, oh, you're not a doctor, you're a dentist. And like, it's funny, but it's like not funny because I know what we go through in school. <laughs> and it's like, trust me when I say that if you have a dentist or a medical student side by side, a lot of times the dental student's going to get it right because we have to work like two times harder to prove that we actually know what we're talking about. I will say Dr. Paul told me because he went to law school, dental school and medical school. And he said the hardest out of all three was dental school. So, I mean, definitely. What about that NFL player that was <laughs> in one of our quoted in one of our lectures? You played for the NFL, but he also went to dental school and he said a week in dental school was far more demanding than NFL training camp. So, yeah, except uh, unfortunately, dental school where Dental school. <laughs> I'm surprised there's not a week. Let's get bumper stickers made. I know. Oh, we could get dental school is hard period (laughs) it is but we're over the hump it's going quickly you think I think as a whole when I look back I can't believe we're gonna be fourth years that is where I think it's going quickly the day-to-day no (laughs) like knowing that it's Thursday and we have two exams already in a couple days that I haven't started studying for that's where I start to get a little stressed out that time is just not moving like I'd like it to I'm sure it helps that you have Sean Mm -hmm. your mom is somewhat close Mm -hmm. has that been like do you think that made a big difference in your yes so that is kind of what the deciding factor well not Sean because I met him after I made my decision of where I was going to dental school but The deciding factor for me, I actually put in deposits at a couple schools because I am very indecisive, could not make up my mind. And the deciding factor for me was the area, not as much the school at UB, to be honest, wasn't my first like dental school choice, but the Buffalo community and just my family being only two hours most like away for the most part was the deciding factor for me where I was like, you know what, if because I was considering Alabama and University of Florida and at both of those places, if something happens and I need to come home, like it's not an hour and 40 minute drive. Like it's a flight. It's a couple flights even for Alabama. So it's like that 
like new territory of dental school, I wasn't quite ready to also begin a new area. Um, so for me, that's kind of what led me to stay at UB. Plus I felt like there was going to be a lot of challenges that came with dental school. So if I already kind of knew, for example, the campus and some of the courses and even some of the professors, like that was a little at ease for me in my head. Um, so yes, that has definitely helped. I will say at first it was tough to be in a new relationship and doing dental school at the same time. Um, I am glad it wasn't long distance because I see, you know, what you guys go through and other people and it's hard to be long distance, but at the same time, it was tough to try to balance in-person time while also figuring out school and all of that. But for the most part, it has been, yes, a large blessing to have that support system close by. That's good insight on your part because it kind of takes a village to get through four years of dental school. Mm -hmm. The support system is hugely important. Yes. And I'd like to think at the end of the day, you're getting a dental degree. The experience you get in dental school, obviously it differs from school to school, but where you go to residency or your early working experience probably has more of a influence Mm -hmm. how you'll be as a dentist especially during COVID not that we could have predicted that right but yeah support is huge and the cost of UB yep a huge benefit yes especially because since I went to undergrad here I didn't get in-state tuition for undergrad but that was another reason that I wanted to stay because I would be in-state for dental school so it was like I had put in four years here to get to this point like UB, as much as it has its downsides, it is well known in the community for its, you know, standards. So it's not like I'm joining a dental school that just started. Like it's well established in the dental world. So yes, for so sure. If there was a high school student from Erie or from Buffalo mm -hmm. that came to you applying to college. Mm -hmm. They want to be a dentist mm -hmm. and they want to know if they should go to UB to better their chances of getting into UB dental or as a means to make the transition easier. Do you think there are strong advantages to going to the same undergrad and dental school? So as far as the application process and admission process, I'm not sure. I would have to get some insight to see like if it really does make a difference. I know for me, it was definitely an easier transition and it was easier as far as like our like advisors knew exactly what we needed to do prereq wise. And like, it was an easier transition as far as, okay, the dental school is already at this school. So like, what do I need to do to get to that point? Like all of my classes were pretty much laid out for me in the different majors of like, if you want to go to dental school, here's kind of your options. Um, so that transition was really, really nice. The School from, I mean, I will recommend UB for undergrad to everybody. I had a blast those four years. I think it prepared me very well academically, but also just the environment of North Campus and everything like that, like was incredible. Dental school is a very different story. We're on South Campus. We're not like having fun as much. It's not, especially with COVID. Um, but if I were going to give advice and, you know, I would just say, think about it in terms of what means the most when you're picking a school so for me I knew I wanted to go to dental school before I went to undergrad so in my head it was worth it to pay out-of-state tuition in undergrad 
to get to the point of dental school. For other people, it might not be that way. They might, you know, rather stay either closer to home or go farther away. That's one thing is now I'm realizing when I graduate, I do want to branch out because I've been in Buffalo for eight years now. So it's like, I'm ready to now, you know, branch out and possibly go somewhere else. But in the moment, I just wasn't ready. Um, And I think things happen for a reason. So. Right. Yeah. I would say it has its pros and cons to staying in one place for that long. You really grow your roots, which is nice. You start to get a sense of community. You get to know people in the area. You get to know the area itself, Mm -hmm. but cons you're experiencing less places and less environments. So. Right. And I remember talking to you D1 and you were saying that it's so unlike undergrad. Yes. You did have options and maybe in the beginning, like it surprised you how unlike um, you know, unlike your expectations, dental school was. Yes. Did you ever have any like feelings of regret or did you ever wish you had chosen a different school? Oh, a hundred percent. I've had probably one a week for, you know, months, I, especially the first semester where I was like, I am never going to have friends. I like, I have four years of this and I don't see, cause I really was excited. I found like two of my best, best friends in undergrad starting like my junior and senior year also in undergrad. I mean, I had one friend that I made like at orientation right away. We stayed, you know, great friends throughout college. But for me, I was like, okay, I'm excited to now find like more of my people in in dental school. And that didn't happen. And it was like, what the heck am I going to do? Did I pick the wrong environment? Like I, had such great experiences, you know, meeting people at other schools and interviews and even seeing people online that were applying to other schools. And I was like, did I mess up like this? I can't, you can't transfer. That's the thing in dental school. You cannot transfer like you can in undergrad. So it was like kind of a scary decision for me. Are we, I have tried to find out you cannot transfer (laughs) unless it is like crazy life circumstances. Some places will let you like I think take a couple courses maybe at dental school. Like I've read up on that, but you cannot transfer from what I know. So there were multiple, multiple times where I was like, did I make the wrong choice? You know, I'm not happy right now. Would I be happier at a different dental school? Is it the environment? Is it the school? Is it the people? Is it me? You know, for so long, I was like, is something wrong with me that I'm struggling to make friends here? Like, is it, am I the issue? Um, So yes, I definitely had many many times where I was having second thoughts of like did I mess up in my decision so interesting because I too had that expectation of meeting like a ton of people like me like we're all in the same field we're gonna be like-minded and you'd think we would all get along but throw in the competition and we're all competing for essentially the same thing and we're all in the same we used to be in the same room pardon her (laughs) yeah and it's hard and like I said many clicks and if you don't find yourself like in one of those packs from day one it can be hard to find your way yes I agree it was like all these friendships were forming so fast and Although that happened and most of them did not stick, a lot of those groups are still formed. And I was like, did I miss out on that? You know, 
good background noise. <laughs> it's reflective of the chaos. <laughs> Literally, this is, yes. So I was like, did I miss out on that chance to make that friend group already? Like, and that's another thing coming in, like in a relationship, a lot of those friend groups were formed because a lot of people weren't in relationships. So they could go out and, you know, do things with just classmates. And for me, also living with classmates the first semester, I found myself kind of not trapped to that community, but kind of in a way, because it's like whoever I was friends with and if they were coming to my house, like we were all going to hang out. And so the struggles with living with classmates and maybe not getting along with those people because you sign a lease before you even know them um, was tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was that I think was the biggest shell shock for me was the people and knowing like this is just the expectation that I had in my head and just being completely like flipped upside down mm-hmm. it's rough mm-hmm. it's so unlike college mm-hmm. and you essentially have to start over like you've gone through four years of adjusting to being out of the nest you made your friends you're finally feeling like you have a set up like purpose and mm-hmm. found your place and then you just have to plant your seeds somewhere else Mm-hmm. it does take time to like organically ground yourself in a new place and find like-minded people and develop those sincere relationships yeah honestly the same thing happened to me in college even after I graduated I met people who are now like true genuine friends of mine and we all went to college together but we didn't really cross paths until after mm-hmm. and I tried to remind myself of that as a D1 and a D2 when I wasn't really feeling like the relationships I was looking for had clicked and it did take time and I do feel like with patience and you know with hope (laughs) find your way (laughs) let's circle back to why exactly you wanted to be a dentist and how you said you figured out before college Yes. So I actually decided I wanted to be a dentist like late middle school, early high school. Um, I shadowed, I remember we were told in high school we could do an independent study if we got all of our courses done that we needed to. So I was like, okay, this is my chance to one, get out of the building and like go do something. And two, I'm going to shadow my dentist. So that is what I did. I went and he was like a new dentist because my so my pediatric dentist, my parents were like, okay, you are way too old. You finally need to go to like an adult dentist. So that was my first experience. I loved my pediatric dentist office. It was a blast. It made me love dentistry as a whole. And then my first adult dentist was arrested and went to jail. So then I was like, mm, okay. And so I had a new dentist. So I was shadowing him. I didn't know him at all. So he was now not only going to be like a mentor figure, but also like my actual family dentist. So I got to go to his office like once a week in the mornings um, and kind of see what he did. His practice was completely different from my pediatric office. So it was kind of nice to see like what I liked, what I didn't like. But the overall vibe of a dental office was very like fast paced, but like very chill, very casual. It was a lot of just chatting Um, a lot of like just him doing what he needed to do in his office when he wasn't with patients, a lot of like delegating to other people to kind of handle things. So from that moment, I was like, okay, I definitely can see myself doing this basically. 
And like 15 year old me was like, and the fact that I get to wear comfy scrubs and Nike sneakers all day is like a bonus because that's what I live in now is sweat. So I'm like, cool. I like, I don't have to. Yeah. She's like, yes, I don't have to, you know, I'm not a formal person. So to have a career that kind of went with that was like perfect. Yeah. It's interesting that at 15, you had that maturity and that foresight. Like it's a very practical decision. And I think I was five when I decided I wanted to be a dentist, but it was because I saw my dad and my grandfather did it. And I can't Mm -hmm. imagine stumbling upon the idea to want to be a dentist had I not been watching them. It's like I was modeling them. So it's such an odd, odd profession. Like you can deny the things that we go through and the obsession and the attention to detail. Yeah. Um, and like the desire to be in someone's mouth all day, mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting that you were able to see through, like, I'm going to fix teeth, but like you saw the practicality, you saw that it, it has flexibility. It's casual. You get to converse with people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I kind of had like almost the opposite experience of you where my parents were both in education. My mom was a teacher. My dad was a principal. So for me, I saw that and I was like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to like, as much as I love kids, I don't want to be responsible for their education and almost their upbringing. Like that stressed me out a little bit. And I didn't love like, I don't know, the idea of standing up in front of a class every day and like leading in that manner. Um, So I have no dentist in my family. It was just, I think the fact that I had a really, really great pediatric dentist. And even though I had like, like my front tooth when I was a kid, you know, had to be extracted like very early on. And I didn't have a front tooth for a while. Like for me, even through that, like my dentist was so cool and like that experience didn't deter me or anything. So I was like, okay, yeah, like this is what I want to do. Wow. Is that dentist still in practice? I think he just retired. His office is still there and like everybody else is still there, but he had a younger dentist come in and I knew I didn't want to work in Erie. So it was never like an idea, but that, yeah, the office is still there, but he is retired. See, that sounds like inspiration behind being a pediatric dentist yourself. Yeah. I love it. I love how even more casual pediatric offices (laughs) than an adult office. Like I literally played video games in the chair. Like he would give us Game Boys with fluoride in my mouth and like I would just play video games and like the flavor the idea of picking a flavor of something and like getting stickers like all of that was so exciting to me and I think it made the office fun too like everyone else was having fun because it was low stress it was like exciting and it was never like a scary thing I never dreaded going to the dentist and so many people do and so I think that's impressive I just I've always loved it granted I've always been weird with like wanting to keep my teeth clean. So I haven't had like traumatic work done per se, Yeah. but yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but. It's weird that we are so close to applying to residency. Yeah. I was looking today, actually this morning instead of studying, which is what I should have done. But my mom was like, when does the actual application open? And I looked and it's May 13th, I think. Like that is so soon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're in this environment where people are very protective of their future plans because you don't want to be too vulnerable around your peers in case things don't go 
the way you'd like them to. Mm-hmm. We're all applying at the same time. Mm-hmm. And everyone knows everyone's business in yeah, dental school. Lovely. So do you feel like, do you have a vision of the future you want as a dentist? Or are you still like kind of grabbing a feel as you get more experience in clinic? Where do you see yourself going? So for me, I came in dead set on being a pediatric dentist. I told everyone that's what I'm going to do. I love it. And I still love it, but I've had some weird negative experiences with pediatric rotation specifically in this area. Um, and it's kind of made me question, is this what I want to do? I, there's truly no other specialty that I'm considering right now. So for me, it's either general or pediatrics. Um, I have no problem saying it because I know for me, residency is more about location right now in my head than anything. So I kind of sat down, looked at the area that I wanted to be at in South Florida, hopefully, and kind of figured out like, is there enough of a network of residencies that I can just apply to that area? And I think there is. So now it's like, there is one pediatric program and five general programs that I'm considering. So for me, Yes, as much as I would love that pediatric program, if it's not meant for me, that's okay too. Also, and what's the harm in doing a year of general and then applying to pediatrics? Right, or even more. I've talked to a couple of pediatric dentists that said either they wish they did a GPR residency first and then did peds, or they wish they, you know, at least explored it, or they're glad they did if they did do that. So for me, That's another thing. Like I have no, especially with COVID, I feel like we are not coming out as clinically strong as years past. So with that being said, like, I'm totally fine with doing a year of general deciding from there. Do I want to work? Do I want to do residency again? I mean, residency for me, it's paid. Yes. It's not, we're not making like a ton of money right out of the gate, but it's better than what we're doing now. So if I have to do another year of it, great. Like to me, it almost seems fun because it's like, I don't have to worry about like finding a practice and like setting up shop already too soon, especially because I'm going to a new area. That's another thing in my head. I'm like, it's okay that, you know, I might do an extra year of residency to get to know people because I don't want to start working at an office and then hate the environment, hate the people, hate everything about it. So it's like, let's feel out the area. Let's feel out the people, the different parts of the area. So yeah, I don't know. I just want to be in the sunshine. Yes. I respect that because I find sometimes it's frowned upon to have your choice kind of dictated by geographics. Like they say, if you want to be a dentist, you go wherever. If you want Mm -hmm. to be a specialist, you go wherever. But you're a person before you're a dentist and you know what will make you whole before you can go out and help others. So Mm -hmm. to focus on location and family and climate yes dentistry I think that's really important because you also went right into dental school you didn't take any gap year so you deserve even if it's like a retrograde gap year like yeah there's not as much pressure to get right out there and open up shop right I'm a couple years older so I feel a little more pressure but at the same time like I don't want to rush it because I want things to develop organically and I don't want to settle for something and sell myself short when I know I could be happier doing something else yeah and I think COVID was a big wake-up call for me of how important my environment really is and don't get me wrong I love Buffalo like this is where I want to be right now but it's not necessarily what I want to do forever um 
you know, I realized what, how important like sunshine is and how important getting outside is and how much weather takes a toll on my mental health and things like that. And so I am, you know, I was kind of afraid to even tell, you know, other students or faculty or even talk about it in my personal statement or something like, Hey, I'm applying to your program because this is the location I want to be. And people, I think, like you said, kind of downplay that compared to like the prestige of the place or where can you get in? And it, like I said, if I don't get into my top choice, but I'm still in that area, I'm going to be a happy camper because I know for me, there is so like, I put everything into dental school that first semester of D1 year and I was miserable. That was the worst few months of my entire life. And I've gone through way worse things than just that semester. But for some reason, that semester took more of a toll on me as a human being than anything else I've gone through. So with that being said, I know how important outside of dental school things are. And that's kind of what's dictating that. That's just an yes. honest way to put it. And I think we all, <laughs> we all want to respond in the way that's seen as most favorable and most impressive. And we're in this environment where like we want to be seen as intelligent and hardworking. And at the end of the day, we're all people first. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like a lot of us, I think we might sacrifice our own happiness. I'm sure most of us do to get ahead and to try mm-hmm. to get a certain grade and it takes its toll. So it's time to put you first. Yeah. I think it's time we all put ourselves first because for so long I was putting so much like weight into my identity as my grades, my productivity, like, cause for so long I was quite literally overworking myself to the bone to get these straight A grades. And I was so proud of it, but it's at the point where like, not that I'm too old, but like, I I don't really, that's not my identity anymore. Like I don't walk into a building also because just realistically, I'm not the smartest person in our class. Like that's just not my identity. And so to keep trying to put up that front that like, oh no, like I can get there. And as long as I keep doing this nonstop, like that just wasn't sustainable for me. I was burning out like crazy. And once I started you know, realizing my strengths lie outside of a letter grade and that I am doing this career because I like to talk to people and because I like to make people laugh and, you know, just chat and be myself. I actually started doing better in school by doing those things. So just kind of not comparing myself as much as I I still do compare myself like a couple times a week to everyone around me, but to just it's realize that not. it is impossible. Yeah. We're surrounded by seeing every move that everyone makes at school and like hearing what everyone's doing. And, but again, just having that mentality that like, one, who cares? Everyone's on their own journey Two, so much of it is out of our control. It's not like they're doing this because I'm doing something wrong. And three, like good for them. Like my time will come. I'm totally fine with everyone doing well. Like I don't care. <laughs> So, yeah. Beautiful. What did it take to get all A's as a D1? Um, No, I didn't get all A's as a D1. I'm saying in undergrad. (laughs) D1 is where I realized that like that is not going to happen. I have no idea. So So I got my first B in my entire life in dental school. And I mean, at first I was like, my self-worth is gone. Like, 
you know what I mean? Like I've worked so hard for this and like, which is so funny because in undergrad, I told myself that once I got to dental school grades wouldn't matter so I could relax. And then I don't know if it was just the environment, seeing how like everyone else was so like, go, go, go all the time, living with classmates, seeing them nonstop want to study. Like I was just surrounded by dental school 24 seven that it became so mentally unhealthy that I was just like a shell of a human being for quite literally a full year. Like I was not myself. I was not happy. I was not laughing. I was not doing anything else. Like I was miserable. And then I wondered why I didn't have any friends while I was miserable. Like I wouldn't want to be my friend then either. (laughs) So it's like once I started cycle. Yeah. So once I started like being more myself, doing things I like doing more social media, like that was something I found that was different from my classmates. Like I could do this and it could be a hobby, but also like kind of set me apart. And it's something that I didn't have to fake. Like I liked doing it. So yeah. Now, if I was a patient and I was looking for a new dentist, I would be more inclined to go to the, the dentist that is conversational and friendly and welcoming and makes me feel good as a person. Like I essentially would trust that everyone's work will be about the same. Mm-hmm. So why are we focusing so much on these letter grades when we too should be developing interpersonal skills and the ability to put someone at ease in the chair? Like that is just lost. We had one class on psychosocial skills Mm -hmm. and we had a real life test and I don't think we ever got feedback. That's hugely important. And there's just, I agree. So you're especially, yeah, especially I was just going to say, cause so much of dentistry is preventative. And like, if the person hates the dentist, they are not going to want to keep up with their oral health at home. Cause it's not something they enjoy. They're going to be miserable and scared of the dentist. So they're not going to want to learn more about it. So it's like so much of our profession is not skills-based. And I think people forget that. And you know what, if I, I agree that some people may look at my social media and be like, that's not professional. But for me, I don't want that kind of patient anyways, because I'm not going to enjoy that kind of patient. So as much as they don't want me working on them, I don't want to work on them. So I want people that are fun in the chair and like conversational too. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I find that in the limited experience I've had clinically, like most patients express anxiety about being in the chair. Mm -hmm. And I don't feel as if I am totally equipped to quelm those fears. (laughs) Are you now? And I, I guess you can't really teach those skills. I guess they come with experience. And hopefully once we start seeing patients year after year, we'll, we'll feel more competent Mm -hmm. remedies. Like I was working with Dr. Sobright for the first time Wednesday and she knew exactly what to say. And it was a very difficult patient. Like she was very medically complex. She had a host of issues that she was presenting with. She was brought to tears by the complexity of her oral health issues. And I just didn't know what to say. I I wanted to cry because I felt so bad for her. But Dr. Sobri like knew exactly what to say and had the patient laughing. And that was inspiring to see. And I wish we focus more attention in dental school on like conversation. I agree. Especially because our job is counseling and teaching. So much trust has to be Mm -hmm. given Mm -hmm. from a patient in order for it to go well. Mm -hmm. And that's not something that's talked about at all. (laughs) No, The schooling is very antiquated. 
like we focus so much on histo and biochem why <laughs> it's for boards that's why i hate I'll, I'll go on record and say it i hate standardized tests i think they are not a good reflection of the people like i get that they need some sort of like baseline that you need to know certain things to graduate but I mean, you could have someone that does amazing on this standardized test. And like you said, get in the chair and not know how to talk to a patient, not know how to tell a patient, Hey, you have oral cancer, Mm -hmm. not know how to tell a patient. Like, you know, if you don't start brushing your teeth, you're going to lose them all. Or you already are at that point and you have to lose them all. Like that's something that a standardized test isn't going to test. Exactly. And so we're taught all these things for a test. We're taught to take tests over and over and over again. That's what most of our education is. And unfortunately, it, that just isn't. It holds so much weight. Yeah. Like, I like to think that grades aren't everything, but in the setting we're in, grades are everything. They are. Yes. I, I mean, it's, it's so easy for people outside of the system, like faculty and staff to look back and be like, why are you so stressed about a grade? Because they don't have to get to that next step. But for us, it's like, it is such a competitive environment that like grades matter a lot more than people think. And that's quite literally how we're viewed to even get to the interview step is what do you look like on paper? That's the first step. It's not how can you hold a conversation? It's a screening process. So if I don't get past that first step, they're not going to get to know me. They're not going to get to know that I like enjoy talking to people or, you know, what it is about me. Like, it's literally what, what did you get in D1 gross anatomy compared to the person next to you? And that's even hard to compare because other schools are completely different courses. Like, I know. Don't get me started. (laughs) Oh, I know. And then we're ranked. (laughs) That's so Mm -hmm. toxic. It is. It's toxic, especially because for some reason in the outside world, you would never go up to someone and ask, you know, what's your, like, compared to your other coworkers, like, how do you fare as far as salary? Or, you know, what does your office look like compared to your, but for some reason in dental school, it's totally socially acceptable to walk up and say, what's your rank? What did you get in this test? How are you feeling about that? Like, oh, you're dumb. How long did you study for this? It's the weirdest thing that doesn't happen in the real world. You don't go up to someone and say, oh, uh, what did you get on your last review by your boss? Like, I'm sorry, what? No, there's no privacy. Also, it was worse in preclinic when all of our um, results from practicals would be on a countertop mm-hmm. and you would just pick pick yours out. It's like, where is the privacy? Where is no, the there is none here? And that's the thing, I'm a very open person, but when it comes to the way people then react mm-hmm. to that news, that's where I'm like, like we're done here. We're not having this conversation because mm-hmm. it's not like a kind, like they're not coming from a kind caring place. They're coming from an, I wanna take you down place. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy. And I wish we could all band together and support each other and help each other strive for the best, but it is simply not that way. That is a nice no. way to look at things. Yep. But it's building some character for us. And- yeah. I like, I have tough skin now, right? That's, yeah. exactly. <laughs> that's what it's building. Exactly. So D1 was the hardest year you'd say? By far. Okay. By far. And it's not even because, I mean, granted for me, it was academically very tough because I just wasn't great with gross anatomy. And that was like right out of the gates, like the first big, like, like, this is not going to be good. And then on top of that, 
all of the outside factors, living with classmates that I may not have been the best match with for roommates and trying to find friends and just balancing the fact that I felt like all of my freedom was taken away. So I personally don't think another semester can compare to that D1 fall semester for me. However, other people had very different experiences and they think like now is the hardest because you're balancing clinic and classes. But for me, I would definitely say D1 was the hardest by far. Oh, wow. See, I was living in this sort of like honeymoon phase where I had just started dental school and there's so many new people to meet. I was I was probably going out more than I should have. Like, I don't know <laughs> why I thought that was okay because my grades certainly are a reflection of that. <laughs> but it didn't real. the reality for me didn't set in until D2 that, oh, wow, this is really stressful. I'm alone here. I live alone. Um, I only do school. And at that point I had stopped like socializing as much. So my real like shock to the system was D2. I'm like, I'm not even halfway through and I can't see myself studying every single day for two more years without much pleasure in my days. It's just like very robotic and mundane and I didn't get to really talk to people. Like you go into lab, I'd put my headphones in, I'd drill for hours, I'd go home and it was the same thing the next day. Now, at least in clinic, like even if you're assisting, talking to someone instead of just sitting with a mannequin has Mm -hmm. helped me immensely, just feeling some purpose in my days. But D2 was definitely the toughest for me. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, Did you ever consider like backing down or did that never cross your mind? I've always just had the personality where I can't let myself not go through with something if I start it. So, and that could be a bad thing because like there are times where like I need to just like chill and take a break. But if I've started something like I can't, my brain just does not let me stop. Um, So for me, and plus like I kept telling myself it's going to be worth it. Like it'll be worth it eventually when you're living that dream, which is so crazy because for so long, the dream was dental school. And then now that I'm here, I'm like, get me out. Like the dream is when I'm done. Um, So I kind of tried telling myself, like you're at where you wanted to be for so long, like try to see the positives and everything. Like, and there are definitely positives. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm finally, you know, seeing the end of the tunnel, like where we're going to be dentists eventually. But yeah, it was tough. Yes. I think too, we're so goal oriented. And for so long, getting into dental school was the, the major task, like the mm-hmm. mountain I had to climb. And I didn't focus so much on getting A's in college. In high school, I was a straight A student. Like I was at the top of my class. School was dominating my life. Like all I did was study. So when I got to college, I lightened up and put less of an emphasis on grades. And I was getting Bs, I was getting B minuses, and that was kind of the standard. And then when it came time to applying to dental school, I was shell-shocked when I was told that you won't get in. And so then it became like quite a dilemma where I had (laughs) somehow like rebrand myself as someone (laughs) to get into dental school despite not having the 4-0 that everyone else applying had 
And so I kind of attach, like you said, like you attach grades to your identity and your, your sense of value as a young adult. And like me applying to dental school and going through that felt like the hardest thing I had done as a young adult, just because I knew the odds weren't in my favor and I had the people telling me I couldn't do it. So then when I finally got in, it was like, I'd never been more proud of myself. Like I literally, my breath was taken away when I got in because I'm like, oh my God, like this is, I proved everyone wrong. And exactly. And with determination, like you can defy the odds that are standing. 100%. So then as a dental student, I'm like, oh, so this is it. <laughs> what? <laughs> this is it. Now what? And I was struggling to, I wasn't involved as a D2. I wasn't in an, involved in any sort of clubs. I had applied for a position that I was really excited about and I didn't get. And I just kind of felt like I didn't know what I was working towards. I wasn't thinking I wanted to specialize. And I struggled not having that goal to latch onto, to motivate me to work hard every day. So now I'm, now that I'm thinking I'd like to specialize, I would like to do pedo that does kind of light a fire and help me to push it and get me excited about the future, but not having that future in mind, it's hard to, to give it your all every day. Cause it just, yeah. so mundane. It does. Yeah. It's not glamorous. It's no. not like what you think dental school is going to be know. like that is for sure. I know. I kind of was on the opposite end where I was too future oriented that I wasn't letting myself just be in the moment. So I was like stressing myself out because I was like, what am I going to do? You know, I got to this point and like, I feel like I'm failing. Like I'm, I'm into dental school, like everything's been going great. And then now I feel like a failure because I'm not doing as well as I thought in every aspect of dental school, like literally every aspect. I thought it would be so much better with lab work than I was. I thought it would be so much better socially than I was everything and I've always studied the same way and it worked for me you know up until now where it was truly put in the butt kicking work and you will see the results and in dental school I put in the same butt kicking work and I wasn't getting the results and I was like what is wrong with me like what is going on so what what did you have to do to get the grades what did it take I honestly see but I don't know if I actually got I mean Obviously, certain semesters have been better than others, but it's not like I haven't gotten any more Bs. You know what I mean? But for me, it was like just realizing that like, okay, I got a B. And like, I like paused and I was like, the house didn't burn down. I didn't catch on fire. Like nobody kicked me out of school. Like no one in my outside life even knows or cares. Like most people you see on the street aren't going to be like, hi, uh, what did you get in? D1 histology like you know what I mean so it was kind of that realization that like literally no one cares yes everyone in school cares everyone wants to know what you got but like outside of that weird world of dental school nobody cares right exactly so it was just realizing that my mental health I was truly at the lowest point I've ever been in my mental health like Thanksgiving break of D1 and so I was like I have a choice to make either like I stay where I'm at and hopefully get by. I quit completely or I just start to make little changes. And that's what I did. I found a new place to live. I got out of my lease to sort of separate myself from school a little bit that way. I went back to work. I started bartending again. 
And like, it felt weird. Cause I was like, wait, I'm actually taking away time from school. How is this going to help? But like my mental health was better. So I wasn't putting that pressure on. So the grades kind of just came, I guess. Like I was a happier human. So every aspect of my life was better. So it wasn't, I didn't feel as guilty just studying because I had other things to do also. Like I was working and this weird, like suddenly it was like, my purpose wasn't just studying. I was excited to go make money. I was excited to go, you know, try to get brand deals. And like, there were other areas that I was attributing to success other than just that grade on that paper. And so that kind of helped, but then the semester came and I'm back to being confused again. So no, <laughs> I don't know. You need, you need an identity. You're more than a dental student. And that's reflected yeah. in like your, you know, persona as a YouTuber. You're much more than just a dental student and that's special. And in the beginning, you were just a dental student. So it makes sense that you were feeling so off and you were surrounded yeah. by them every waking moment of the day, every sleeping moment of the day. Literally, yeah. So in retrospect, it all makes sense how that was a recipe for disaster. Yes, I put myself in the perfect storm of disaster the one year. <laughs> planted right in it. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm so proud of you for turning it around. Thanks. I'm so proud of you. Look oh, at us. Thank you. I know. Another week down. Yeah. Seriously. What's our countdown? Like 400 days, I think, like 410. Yeah. The thought of like studying again, like I literally, it triggers my gag reflex. I know, but that's what we've been doing for the past 12 weeks. Really? Yeah. Last year. Like I I haven't had a day where studying wasn't on my mind and where Mm -hmm. I couldn't just have a day without feeling guilty for not studying. I agree. Yeah. It's just always hanging over your head. So I'm really hoping like June 17th after my last day of boards is like really it. Cause everyone says D4, you won't have to study. So I really, really hope that that is not a lie. I know. Because I issues. yeah, same. If I can get to June 18th and find out that like, it really is like a turning point and we do not have to study anymore. I will be the happiest person in the world. I know Lexi. Well, we'll touch base then. Let's <laughs> talk on June 19th and see where we're at. <laughs> seriously yeah I I want your last piece of advice for oh no yeah yeah oh my god what would you say to a dental student who is struggling d1 year take a deep breath and figure out what makes you happy and focus on that because if you sit and focus on comparing yourself to other people and why, you know, you're not friends with this person or this person or what they're thinking about you, you're going to lose your mind. And there's so many things that try to beat you down in this environment that if you can do the things that keep you happy on your own time, it will definitely help. Beautiful.